Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Pete Tram. Pete is the founder and CEO of a very cool company called Latitude. Now, Latitude is an employee connection and retention software that guides people in mapping out their personal board of advisors to amplify productivity, belonging, and well-being. Does a whole bunch of cool stuff. But before we get into it, firstly, Pete, thank you very much for joining me today. Ben, excited to be here. Hello, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> You're pumped. I love it. Whereabouts are you based? I'm right outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So if you draw a line between New York and the Great Lakes and Washington, D.C., I'm on the left side of that triangle. So Pittsburgh Steelers is my American football team. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Very good. Well, we won't get into debate about the best teams at the moment, but I'd love to hear about Latitude and in particular, firstly, why you created it. What was the need and the issue behind the formation of Latitude? The why for the business aligns with my personal why very, very closely. And plainly put, right, grew up on a farm, didn't have a whole lot of professional mentors, realized I love working with people. So I met more people. And the more people I met, the more people I could connect, the more people I could help. So I'm like, huh, how do we do more and more of this? So I went to public high school, private high school, college down in Washington, D.C. I'm six foot eight. So I, you know, got to play basketball and track, studied engineering. And while in school, I made sure to meet one new person every week for my freshman year, sophomore year. And then I went to study abroad, met all these new people from around the world. And then whenever I began my professional career, Ben, is where I really understood that the power of the right connections, the right relationships changes the trajectory of your life. So I was in one of those rotational development programs with Lockheed Martin, absolutely loved it. Mm. And I very manually would find, hey, who can I talk to? What do they want to talk about? Track my notes. I should have got my stack of notebooks. It's probably like three feet tall now of every conversation since I graduated college. Because Physical notebooks. Physical notebooks. Yeah, oh, wow. I the one over here right now, but obviously it's not the full stack. But then over a couple of years, I realized I don't have enough time to help everybody. And I don't know all the answers, but people deserve intentional, sustainable connection. So a couple of years ago, I drew a line in the sand while still living and working in D.C. and said, I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to help people connect and make sure they feel that sense of belonging when they're in this workforce. And then I did what any other first-time entrepreneur did. I Googled how to start a business. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. It's such a wonderful concept. I think you did a TED talk on this. Is that right? I did about a year ago. Yeah. What was that about? It was all about building your personal board of advisors. And you think about who are those couple of people, your mentors, different mentors, functional, cross-functional, your ally, right? The person that sees something from a different perspective, your accountability partner that checks in on you for you, your champion, kind of that split level. Your boss is always on your personal board of advisors because they're the one that's signing your time card. You're like, hold on, Pete, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have a boss. Okay, fill that role with another mentor, another accountability partner. And Ben, this morning, 
I just sent the first draft of the book that I'm writing to the publisher. So fingers crossed that, you know, the next time we have some more good news to share, but it's all about kind of what does that mean? You might've heard some of those terms right now and you're like, huh, what are you talking about there, Pete? And that's what we've realized. I've done this presentation and workshops more than 50 times around the globe. And people are always taking notes, taking pictures, asking a bunch of questions. I'm like, wow. We need to get more information to you in an easier to digest manner with the ability for you to take actions and actually progress. Absolutely. So you've described the different types of people who could help you. And, and in my life, from a mentorship perspective, there have been some people who have been wonderful mentors throughout my life at different stages of the career. And even now there are different people helping me in different ways. If I've got a business issue, I might speak to certain people. If there's a mindset issue, some sort of block There's different folks that I might speak to or financial. What is the difference between an advisor and a mentor or are they the same thing? Yeah, so the way I look at it is you have these advisors that are guiding you and you have the different flavors of advisors, right? So all those board seats that I mentioned are those advisors. And then you can get into the different flavors of, well, allyship versus sponsorship versus mentorship. And you can get into, you know, do I have a formal mentor, an informal mentor? And then what about coach versus mentor? All those different pieces. But I see them all as advisors to you, guiding you. Yeah, okay, very good. Last time I checked on the website, we'll get to that at the end, but the golatitude.com website, there was a really cool summary of the process of how to develop your own board of advisors, including the different role types and who would be doing what. I thought it was really practical as well as giving the conceptual guide. Is that what will be in the book? That's exactly it. I'm still working on the title. I guess I should figure that out at some point soon. But it's how to build your personal board of advisors and track your career map. And Ben, I liken this. Anytime we get ready to go on a journey, right? We have a destination in mind where we want to go and travel to. And then what do we do? We pull up something on a map or GPS. We say, okay, here's my map to where I'm going to go. Maybe we get a guide depending on the journey. And then we probably have some tools. Maybe it's a compass, maybe it's the phone, but we have that destination, the guide, the map, and the tools. And so we do that for our destinations and journeys in life. But what about on our professional careers? So we think about this book is doing the same thing. It's a tool along with the software and an app, your guide or your personal board of advisors, multiple guides, right? Pushing you through this path and really helping hold your hand through, hey, don't go that way, go this way, or been on the wrong path for too long. Your map is your career map, right? Which is the different points where you've been, where you are, where you want to go. And the destination is kind of up to you. Where do you aspire to go? And so it's thinking, how do we chart our course? And that's, again, latitude, right? Think latitude, longitude, right? Map to professional growth. How do we really bring all of that together? Because people first need to learn and understand the why before they can accomplish the what, no matter what the how is. Absolutely. So how do you take this concept and turn it into software? What does latitude actually do and provide for employers in particular? Yeah, so it helps them with retention. And we do that, break it down by engagement surveys. Let's just measure where you are today. 
Okay, Ben, we don't have a whole lot of the data points. Like, let's just measure. Okay, cool. And then after our data science team reviews this, we give recommendations, right? So some man in the loop, if you will. And then based on those recommendations, we might pull in some of our partners. So if anybody's listening and you work with HR leaders, talent managers, and you don't have a technical partner, reach out. We love helping people. And sometimes we get to that recommendations piece and they're not ready for us. So we're like, hey, you got to go talk to, you know, Tina, you got to go talk to Sheila, you got to go talk to Beth, Wes, Mike. And that's so fun for me. And it's just the piece of, hey, I want to solve your problems. Let's work with the data. Let's solve your problems. And then the piece where once we do get ready for that aspect and latitude is those ongoing connection programs. You know, there's lots of other tools out there that focus on just employee listening and, you know, getting people in trouble and they're asynchronous in nature. And they get to become more quantity over quality and more transactional than relational. So latitude supports onboarding. Manage the one-on-ones. Mentorship programs is where we started. Succession planning and then stay interviews. You think it's any of those instances where you have a group of people that should talk to a group of people with accountability. And because we've coupled together the surveys and the engagement assessments with the ongoing connections, now we know what people are telling us and what they're actually doing together so that we can provide metrics and simple reports to leadership around trust, connection, satisfaction, well-being. There's a really great line on the website. It says your what's next solution after engagement surveys, because yeah, that's the usual thing of go and do a big employee survey and then report back to the leadership group. Here's what people are think they're happy with, not happy with, all that sort of stuff. And then there's all this head scratching or infighting, whatever, as to what to do next. But I think that's a great idea is to move to the next phase and either provide some of that through the platform itself or connect with other firms. And then for people listening to this who may be, in fact, consultants, you mentioned in there, if you're a provider of some sort of service that might be the after engagement survey thing, and you don't have a technical partner, then have a look at Latitude. What do you mean by technical partner? Is that an engagement survey provider or is it a data collection partner? What do you mean by technical providers? Yeah, all the above. Most of these HR firms, HR outsourcing, HR consultants, HR tech, you know, consultants, advisors, fractional CHROs, they know what needs to be done. They don't always have the tools for sustainable practices and implementation. So that's where I say, hey, I'd love to work with you. You know, the team's growing and we're in favor of forming these kinds of partnerships. Yeah, maybe you could form a partnership with a larger entity. We'll probably give you a larger slice of the pie and the revenue share. I'm a big fan of sharing in the success. You know, at the end of the day, money helps us drive our businesses forward. But it's really saying, hey, do you have a survey tool today that measures connection, trust, well-being, satisfaction? If yes, okay, cool. We can share some thoughts on what's working for us. Do you have a tool that you recommend for manager one-on-ones, onboarding, mentorship program, succession planning, and stay interviews? Oftentimes the answer is no. And then I also ask them, I say, hey, what things and processes and programs do you leave behind after your workshop, Ben, after you go in and do your assessment? Because if you can come in and say, hey, let me just measure your temperature. Let me tell you what could happen. Here's some things. I'll be back in a month. I'll be back in three months. I'm going to look at your report card, essentially. And then say, okay, hey, you're doing good, 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 good. Oh, let's spend a little bit of time here. So the goal is to bring in some more sustaining revenue for them, help the organization retain talent and knowledge, and 
really save time. Bringing it all into one place saves time. Really clever. And so for people listening to this, that's just such a key point. Existing businesses, they completely get this or they've got a lot of experience with the sort of partnership side of things. For people who are new or even looking to start, expand their existing consulting businesses or tech businesses, partnering up with a company like Latitude can be so powerful. So I did a lot of that when I was an HR consultant. You might go in and do a survey or a training session or a leadership workshop, but then they want employee discussions or software implemented for onboarding, et cetera. That's either a referral basis or white labeling, all sorts of different options. But yeah. I love that. And if a consultant or a firm is interested, or even another tech provider is interested in partnering up, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, they send me a message on LinkedIn or they can reach out to us on the website, both work. And I'd say that, you know, if you don't hear back from one in like a day, try the other one. We do have a head of partnerships and he'll be working okay. closely with you. And likely I'll be on one or two of the first calls as we get you up and running. And we have a orientation onboarding process and then ongoing recurring comms with the partnership portfolio Excellent. program. And then the other way to look at it is also co-marketing. So that we do yep. a lot of that with different companies that might run webinars together or write eBooks and things. There's a world of opportunity or different options for companies out there. It's just got to be a little bit creative, which sounds like that's what you're doing. For people listening to either refer customers or clients to the business or to potentially partner up, what are the ideal customers? So typically they're US-based right now. They will span across the globe, but it's organizations that have 200 plus employees. And Ben, that aligns with Dunbar's number, somewhere between 150 and 250. Uh, that's the amount of relationships that we can have as an individual. And I kind of said, okay, well, what if we pick between 200 and 250? They typically have a budget. They typically have somebody who's running HR. Ideally, it's more than just one person, but you may or may not be surprised how small some of these HR teams are. We'll typically talk to somebody that has talent management in their title, not talent acquisition necessarily. It's once they get into the organization, folks in that learning and development realm. And as far as industries, we've had a lot of banks that are reaching out to us recently and professional services. So I said, okay, we can do that. We're also working with healthcare industry, defense industry, and some nonprofits. But you think of where the best use case is, is whenever people know how to use technology, you know, maybe they have a desk job and some of the bonus points around the ICP or if they're a best places to work or fastest growing or they have a rotational development program going on or some kind of mentorship program in place today. And Ben, you've probably heard the statistic that more than 70% of Fortune 500 companies have a mentoring program. And then whenever you go and talk to some of those companies, you find out that it's a concept <laughs> <laughs> and it's fueled by Excel by some people part-time yeah. every so often. And it's kind of like, huh, well, you're definitely checking the box. And I just asked them about their you know, success and their metrics over time. And they're kind of like, yeah, we'd like to do that. <laughs> I've got a list of names. Does that help you? Yeah. Now, switching gears then in terms of the growth of Latitudes. So you've talked about the formation. What do you do to grow the business? What do you do to acquire customers? And I'm curious to see what advice you might have for others in the HR industry itself. Yeah. So my background was engineering. And then production operations, leading teams, very technical, building hyperspectral, multispectral systems to keep our soldiers safe. 
there's no sales in that. There's no marketing in that, but there's <laughs> building relationships and working with people. Right. So I found that my approach to sales is seek first to understand, hey, Ben, I want to learn more about what you're doing. And if, you know, there's people listening that have done business with us, they'd probably nod their head right at this point and say, yeah, there was a point, Ben, whenever I would just reach out and be like, hey, can I tell you about this? And you have to buy it. And then I quickly realized when nobody answered me back, I'm like, maybe I should try something differently. I did start a Sandler sales class. And, you know, again, I'm a technical person. I like process. I like structure. So whenever they say, hey, give us your upfront contract, work through the discovery, find the pains, get to know. Now I have this mindset of like, hey, it's okay. We don't need to work together. I know what we have could help you. But if it's not the right time, I get that. If this isn't a priority, I get that. And so that's where I'm more of a educational and relationship selling. Now you're probably like, okay, well, what the heck do you actually do? Great question. Let me actually answer. (laughs) It's just who I am. I'm not going to compromise who I am as an individual because it's just not my way of doing things, right? I'm here to better the lives of those around me and amplify belonging. So LinkedIn has been a helpful, you know, platform. I've learned a lot over the last seven, eight months building my presence and letting people know, hey, I'm all about connection. So that's been a helpful piece. Networking events are big in the Pittsburgh area or Washington, D.C. area, just meeting new people. There's a little bit in the book around networking. Warm referrals and our partner program are super helpful for generating leads. And we actually have a referral request or like warm introduction request process that we go through. I joined Vistage recently, and it's teaching me a lot more about some of these processes and expanding my network, you know, further across the country. And I just love meeting people. And if I'm able to meet them and then help them and solve some problems, and if the business, your business, my business wins as well, I'm like, gee, that's a grand slam. Let's keep going. Yeah. You mentioned the network and events and things like that. You've got seven days a week. There's many more events on. How do you choose what to go to? Whenever I figure it out, I'll let you know. I've been saying no to more than I've been saying yes to. It's one of those things that I think you figure out, just like whenever you're doing outreach and filling your sales funnel. Over time, you figure out, that's not really a good part of our ICP. Latitude started off B2C, and it was, you know, schools and students to alumni and associations and networking, and you could use it if you wanted to. But now we've refined it to the ideal customer profile that I mentioned. So by focusing, 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 that's where we've been able to get better and better. As far as which events, I'd say I'll give most of them one shot, but I do my homework beforehand. I do the follow-up afterwards most of the time. I could get a little bit better, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's really about the people. And if I'm there and folks are able to listen, because there's different flavors of networking too. Sometimes you're going to go to fill your cup and be around good people and you don't have to worry about selling. Sometimes you're in like, hey, let's meet some people, maybe at a conference or a symposium where some of those ICPs might be and some of the other thought leaders. So you're kind of filling your cup or you're learning or you're you know looking to develop business and other partnerships. So it's not one size fits all. Very interesting. You mentioned there was a pivot away from the the consumer side, B2C to the B2B, and then potentially you may go back to B2C in the future, I guess. Was that a painful pivot? And what data did you have or how did you decide to go to the B2B and then how will you use data or whatever in the future to go 
and expand the product. It's just listening to the people and you think about what did I know about HR tech and professional development, leadership development solutions, my own experiences. And so we're, I was like, okay, well, this is something that, you know, me and a couple hundred other people need. I guess we'll just start it off here. But then I found it was difficult to get each one of them up and running, paying with the marketing approach and the user experience that I had, which was an Excel file and a type form and a you know, <laughs> website. And Fancy. Oh, yeah, oh, it was, you know, highfalutin. And so actually, I still have some of those original Excel files. You know, I'd reach out to people, gather the information, I'd connect them, I'd send out a doodle, I'd do a myfreeconferencecall.com, send them, you know, all together, I'd hop on the call, make sure they got their introduction, I'd do the follow up afterwards. And it took me about an hour and a half was my cycle time. Now it's entirely in the software and automated. So there's some good process improvement there. Yeah. So then, to wrap up that sort of business growth side of things, what would be advice or any thoughts you could share with people who are running a nature related business on how to either acquire a new business or grow their business on the marketing side? So I think it's around focusing and the, you know, one sentence description that you gave earlier was a result of me reaching out to about 50 people around the globe from the LinkedIn community and some customers saying, Hey, do you know what we do? Do you know what we're all about? And they're like, I kind of think you like mentorship, some employee connections, some employee retention. You know, you talk about the personal board of advisors a lot. I think you're structuring it. You're going to save our time. Everybody loves working with you. The data, the metrics are great. We hear about that all the time. Process, super smooth, nice user experience. But to really have a one sentence summary so that, you know, without me being here or the leader being there, they understand, okay, hey, maybe this is for me or not. So if we look at this, right, Latitude as an employee connection and retention software, the first eight words of it. Okay, that's either going to apply to me or not. Cool, what's next? It guides people in mapping out their personal board of advisors. Okay, so I have employee in the first part, and then it's guiding people. Okay, so it's something that is going to help them progress and develop. I kind of like this personal board of advisors. That's new, that's nifty. And what's the result? Amplify productivity, belonging, well-being. Oh my gosh, my leaders are talking about that stuff all the time. I wonder if they can do anything with culture too. I'd love to learn a little bit more. And then the other piece to this whole marketing equation is being persistent and consistent. So make it easy to understand, make it easy to know what to do next, make it easy to see, hey, is this for me or not? And then don't stop and always iterate. That's excellent advice. What do you see as being the future for HR and you know how does Latitude fit into that future? So I think the importance of connection is here to stay. And with millennials and Gen Z emphasizing the need to feel valued, to have their purpose, we need solutions like this that are easy to use, that are transparent in nature, and that meet you where you are. So that's why we'll be releasing a new feature in the you know, probably next six to eight weeks that does indeed meet the people where they are. Because if organizations are going to take a long time to buy in literally and figuratively to investing in their people, why should we prevent our people from having the opportunity and that excess equitable access to professional growth? Let's level the playing field. Just because you're a you know high up executive leader, sure, you get some coaching, 
you get some training. But what about those first level leaders? What about those mid-level managers? What are we doing for our core of the organization? You know, we work out our core to stay healthy and to stay fit as individuals. But how about at a company? I mean, the way I see it is that it would be foolish or crazy not to want to encourage the raised performance and nous of the people. And yeah, you can roll out more e-learning and so on. And there's new communications tools and things like that. But this is a very different approach where you're going to up-level everyone and get them thinking outside the box, all that kind of stuff, which I don't want to get into the cliches of corporate advantage, competitive advantage, all that kind of stuff. But that's what it is. You've got a whole yep. bunch of companies doing the same thing. You can rebrand and things like that. But if you can bring the people up through very innovative way, I think that's a huge advantage for any company. So I think it's excellent. I'd ask this question to everybody and say, hey, how would you describe your company outside of the products and services that you offer? Right? What would you say at that point in time? And that's where we truly see the differentiators. Yeah, I get it. So if people want to learn more about Latitude, whether it's to become a customer or refer business in or potentially partner, what should they do next? Reach out on LinkedIn, go to our website, send us a message, but let's grow together. We're not as active on other social media platforms. Follow me, Pete Ram. follow the Latitude page, sign up for our newsletter and share your story. A big piece of this is let's grow together. We have, you know, roundtables for our partners and our customers where people are able to say, hey, you know, I'm kind of thinking about this. Oh, I just solved that problem last month. Great. This is amazing. Right. So the catalyzing those aha moments for everybody is what gets to be even more fun. And at the end of the day, right, Ben, if your company is not happy and you're not growing and excited about this, then I'm not winning. If you're not winning, then I'm not winning. Great attitude. Can you spell out the website? Because there's an extra T as a bonus. There you go. Bonus T. G-O-L-A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. Golatitude.com. L-A-T-T-I-T-U-D-E. Excellent. All right. So if you're listening to this on the go, go check it out. And also check the show notes for the links and all that sort of stuff. And we'll update that at the time or when the time comes with Pete's new book and you know, hopefully get you back on there to talk about that as well. So All the best with that. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun for you. But thank you very much for your time today, Pete. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, Ben. Great job. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.